Welcome back. This is Lily Moon and you're listening to What's the Brew? This episode is going to be talking about a few things going on this week um, and also featuring our community coven submissions. So I'm really excited. But as you know, we always start with our Astro Tea. So we are going to get right into it. We are now post solar Scorpio eclipse. The moon continues to wax at this moment. Okay. And so we are just kind of slowly gearing up to what the electrifying lunar eclipse in Taurus is going to do um, in terms of, you know, maximizing this change and transformation in our life and allowing us to see some of that budding new, you know, entity that is growing. Okay. And so some of the things that happened this week are one, Mercury has officially entered uh, Scorpio. Okay. And Mars is officially retrograde. As I am recording this, Mercury, or sorry, Mars has officially stationed retrograde literally about just under two hours ago. Okay. Um, since I'm recording this. So we're going to talk about both of these things in terms of Astro T and how they play into obviously eclipse season. And, you know, this eclipse theme that is taking place on the Taurus Scorpio axis. So first things first, let's talk about Mercury entering Scorpio. So Mercury entered Scorpio at 3:22 p.m. on October 29th and will remain in this sign um, you know, until the 16th of November before going into Sagittarius. Now, as you guys know, of course, Mercury is dealing with themes of communication, knowledge, perception, how we digest knowledge when we receive information. Are we listening to understand or to respond? You know, how deeply do we go within um, to reflect all these sort of things? How our thinking process essentially is highlighted through Mercury. Now, when we're talking about Scorpio, <laughs> Scorpio is very sharp. Um, very focused, you know, very driven because of that Martian energy that is attached to Scorpio. And, you know, just always stands in confidence with the understanding that they are invincible because of their protection and connection to the divine. And that is truly beautiful and something that we can all embody this Scorpio season. But when Mercury is in Scorpio, there's a lot of questioning and not necessarily second guessing ourselves because we are very highly in tune with our intuition when Mercury enters Scorpio. Okay, Scorpio, of course, is a water sign. And so there is this enhanced intuition that is highlighted here. Um, but it's more so about how Scorpio is hearing so many different ideas and thoughts that maybe isn't actually the intuition, that it isn't actually the gut. And it's more so paranoia and so there is this questioning of the other person okay so if we're communicating with people and they're telling us something let's say in our relationships especially we might you know jump to the wrong conclusions and make negative assumptions and project that fear onto these beings this can also take place in our friendships at our workplaces in our careers regardless of how we show up in the community this can be projected there's a lot of projection okay when mercury is in scorpio a lot of projection now as we know the um 
the nodes of the axis are at the 13th degree of Taurus and and Scorpio, okay? So when Mercury enters around, let's say, the 13th, 14th degree of Scorpio, there's going to be conjunction between Mercury and the south node. And so this is going to be where we're going to see a lot of heightened, you know, shadow work, you know, really being a focus, a lot of shadow work, potential triggers, things of that nature that could come up in conversations and, you know, amongst ourselves within the community. So just as a reminder, you know, all you can do is your best and, you know, trust and believe that the people that are surrounding you are also doing their best. But with that being said, Mercury is the motherfucking Scorpio, okay? So if something feels funny, looks funny, guess what? Then it is funny, okay? If it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. So don't question yourself. Do not gaslight yourself, okay? You know what is right and what is wrong. Your intuition is always going to guide you the right way. Your intuition lies in your gut, okay? Not your heart, not your head, but in your wound, in your pelvic, area okay so trust your gut okay clear out the gut so you can hear it loud and clear okay mercury and scorpio again is heightened intuition and because we're dealing with scorpio energy um of course we think about themes of you know death rebirth transformation okay release in various ways and so for many of us we could be communicating in a way that is to create closure what one of the hugest themes in, of Mercury and Scorpio is the fact that sometimes with, you know, clarity comes closure. You see what you see and then you decide to move forward and, and leave that behind. Right. So there could be a lot of endings of contracts um, and relationships, connections, etc. at this time. But there is also, of course, the space of abundance that is there because Scorpio transforms and, and removes what is coming in as, as new life, right? As a new cycle that's beginning. So if you feel like you are going through that within your own, you know, personal lives, um, take some space for yourself, um, you know, there's a lot of shadow work energy in the air, of course, under the Scorpio sun. We now have Mercury in Scorpio. Of course, we know Venus is also in Scorpio. So now we have officially a stellium. Okay, so this is a lot of energy for the collective. Um, but there is a lot of great clarity that will come through this season. Of course, that is what eclipse season is always about. Um, and we're talking about Scorpio energy here. So there is no bullshit tolerated. Okay, there is no bullshit tolerated. And so all this you know, gunk that feels uncomfortable, it's because it's uncomfortable to yourself. It's uncomfortable for your aura. You can't associate yourself with this energy anymore. It's just not of the same frequency. And that's not to say that one is, you know, better than the other or worse than the other, but it's just not in alignment. That's as simple as that. Okay. So do with that what you will. Uh, our dreams are extremely, extremely, you know, very intense. <laughs> this uh, transit with Mercury and Scorpio, a lot of ancestral conversations taking place while Mercury's in Scorpio. Okay, there could be some new information coming to you about your own bloodline, about your own ancestors, 
um, you know, being introduced to new ancestors, maybe who are coming in with messages of their own. For those of you who work with your ancestors, okay? So pay attention to those dreams. Uh, make sure that your, you know, your bedroom space is clean, it's cleared, so that it is an oasis, okay? And not feeling like some paralysis situation. Because then that's just off, way, 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 way off, okay? Um, but yes, there is a lot of eeriness in the air that is kind of growing and thickening and the smog is becoming more like smoke more and more each day. Um, so all we can do is clear it out and, you know, give gratitude for the clear that we receive and obtain and allow ourselves to kind of, you know, just move forward with, you know, the best, the best positive, you know, outcome in mind. Okay. Instead of expecting the worst, let's expect the best, Right. And, and hope for, you know, the permanency versus expecting the worst and hoping for the best. That, that's so basic. We're, we're done with that now. Okay, Mercury and Scorpio again, no BS is tolerated. So a lot of things are going to get snipped during this transit. Okay. Um, the other thing that happened this week, I guess we're going to talk about is Mars stationing retrograde. This is a huge, huge, huge thing, you guys. Because this is going to be a very long transit. Um, Mars officially stationed retrograde again today, October 30th um, at 9.26 a.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. So you might want to convert that in your own time zone if necessary. And honestly, I'm not really sure what I have to really say about Mars retrograde. I haven't looked too deeply at the chart. So we are going to basically go through it together and kind of discuss, you know, some themes and, and, and items that could be taking place at this time. Um, first things first, we are in Scorpio season. And traditionally speaking, Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Um, but if we are adding more so the modern understanding as well of astrology, then Scorpio is also ruled by Pluto. And so with Mars stationing retrograde during Scorpio season, we know that this transit is heavily connected to the events taking place between the solar eclipse in Scorpio and the lunar eclipse in Taurus this year. And these themes are going to carry into the new year, of course, because as we know that this eclipse theme on this axis is going to close out next year officially on October 28th of 2023. So what does Mars retrograde have to teach us? Well, first let's look at where Mars retrograde is taking place. Mars has been in Gemini for quite some time now and is stationing retrograde officially at the 25th degree of Gemini. So Mars is in a air sign, one that is very curious and one that is very interested in mastering and creating and really allowing thyself to just expand the mind and choose to think differently, you know, and not judge ourselves for those thoughts, allow ourselves to flow with those thoughts. We don't have to act them out, but we are allowed to flow with them just to simply understand them, observe them, maybe learn something from them if that is, you know, relevant to us. And then we move forward. So Mars retrograde, the first thing I sense with Mars retrograde in Gemini is slowing, of course, slowing down, right? Mars, we know, is about driving things forward, right? Action being taken, the strategy that we create and practice and then move into motion, 
right? Vitality, actual life force. So Mars uh, going, you know, backwards, essentially, as a retrograde is, perso- is, is to be seen as, um, means that we're slowing down. <laughs> Does it mean that we have less of those things? Not necessarily, but it, what it means is that our pace that we are doing those things at potentially could be slowing down at this time. So if you are, let's say, you know, working on a new project or you have a project that's very long term and things have been, you know, um, kind of slow or are slowly now, you know, coming to um, a pause even for a little bit, this is not necessarily a bad sign. One, Saturn just recently stationed direct, okay? So we need to give ourselves some time to readjust and create that stability and build back our platforms and and our foundation, okay, um, without judgment and simply just get to work. You've learned the lessons now. We're going to do the work, but we're going to do it properly. That's what this time is all about. So Mars stationing retrograde is going to allow us to kind of take a step back with grace and allow ourselves to become the student again because Gemini is ruled by the third house and a a time in our life where we were, you know, adolescents and learning things for the first time, observing things for the first time, gaining new hobbies for the first time and experiencing joy for the first time, you know, all of these amazing things that Gemini carries. It's very light. It's very fun. It's very um, inner child and youthful. Gemini energy. Um, so this is a time for us to allow ourselves to move backwards in, you know, not necessarily taking step backs in your work, but just take a step back. Okay, let the divine do the work. When it comes to eclipses taking place in Scorpio and Taurus, there is this idea of surrendering to, you know, the universe and surrendering to thyself and saying, listen, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to take my time doing it so I can do it right. I'm going to do it my way, okay? The South Node in Scorpio is teaching us all of the things that we still have to purge out, all of the shadow work we have to still do, that we'll continuously do because we're dedicated to honoring our best self, right? Working with our shadow means understanding it, observing it, and knowing how to, you know, balance it out, <laughs> essentially, which is necessary, um, so this retrograde is really going to teach us to, you know, create some time for some play because we've been doing a lot of work, a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of intense, you know, moments going on this year because of the eclipse is taking place. There's been a lot of crazy changes for a lot of beings in the collective, I'm sure, are feeling this, especially the fixed signs, right? The Tauruses, the Scorpios, the Aquariuses and Leos, anyone who has those placements have been going through a lot of stuff this year. And um, sometimes it can feel, you know, almost bone breaking, but then you rebuild yourself back up and then you look at how far you've come and all there's this huge gratitude and um, deep feeling of just, I would say, exhale and just a lot of gratitude because, wow, you didn't think you would make it through, but you did. And that's a very sweet taste to have, I would say, of, of, of victory and of satisfaction. Okay, so take the time to recognize, okay, all the things that have gone through this year and and what has taken place and how you've made it through despite all of the, you know, chaos, 
It has been a very chaotic year. Everyone was like, oh, the year 2022. Oh my gosh, 222. Oh my gosh, vibes. Oh my gosh. And then boom, we <laughs> we have these eclipses, you know, taking place this year on this on the Scorpio Taurus axis. And it's been, you know, kind of rough for, for a few of us. And there's been a lot of intense changes going on for a few of us. Um, and we're doing the best that we can. So if things are slowing down, know that this is simply a sign of needing to take a break and needing to um, recreate space for play, okay? Take some time to talk to your inner child and check in with them and see how they're doing, okay? Know that what you are building is for a lifetime for yourself. It is for a lifetime of joy for yourself, a lifetime of abundance for yourself, a lifetime of peace and ease and love for yourself. And it is not going to just disappear because you create balance in your life, because you take time for rest for yourself. Okay, so don't see things slowing down as a bad thing. This is the huge, huge, huge reminder for this retrograde. Okay, be open to the to the idea that maybe things are still going to work out just on a different path than what I expected. Because with Gemini, you have to expect the unexpected because you never know what you're going to get. Gemini is all about duality and it's a mutable sign. So really can be, um, you know, a chameleon in many ways and adapt very easily to situations. So no matter what redirections we're being given during this retrograde, know that you will adapt quickly and easily because you are anointed by the divine's protection and, and love, okay? And don't let it phase you. Don't let it phase you, baby. It is what it is. Just keep flowing with it, okay? And and that's it, really and truly. Um, but I'm going to get into the chart a little bit more and talk to you guys about what's really going on there so that we can really understand more of these themes. Okay, you guys. So when I look at the chart for Mars retrograde um, in the sign of Gemini, the first thing I'm looking at, of course, is this square going on with Mars in Gemini, Jupiter in Aries, and Neptune um, in Pisces. And this is a very interesting aspect, I would say. Um, and seeing how it plays out is very, very, very interesting um, to observe, I would say, personally as an astrologer. Um, and this square has been going on for quite some time, but it's becoming, well, it's going to become more exact um, very, very soon. And actually, I said Jupiter is in Aries, but Jupiter is actually officially in Pisces at the 29th degree. So as Mars stations retrograde or is stationing retrograde, there's going to be an exact square to Mars and Pisces and, and Neptune and Pisces squaring off. And it, that's where we're going to see, I would say, more doors actually closing um, in terms of where boundaries have been broken. Because what I see here with this aspect is potentially someone overdoing themselves in a way to, I guess, um, prove something. Because sometimes Mars is not really, you know, in competition with other people, but Mars shows us how we maybe show up in the competition versus our own self, right? Becoming the best version of ourself and, and always maybe battling thyself, which can be actually very, you know, sabotaging. That's a conversation for another time. Okay, but what I see here with this aspect is someone who doesn't have boundaries. And this can become 
very ill and very displeasing to the spirit of self and can create a lot of, you know, just dis-ease. And this can look like a lot of different things. First of all, Pisces and Gemini are both mutable signs. And so they both are very flowing and, you know, enjoy the idea of imagination and fantasy and the dream world. And, you know, I would say the astral. I would definitely say that Gemini is very intuitive because of that that duality feature of, of, of them. Um, but with Mars being about force and pushing things forward, okay, and Neptune, you know, carrying a, a lot of different themes, right, about magic, the astral realm, spirit, spirituality, um, you know, illusion, deception, the dreams, fantasy, glamour, okay, all of these different things, mystery. So this is where there can be a lot of confusion. Because if we continue to overdo ourselves and push beyond our limits, we could create more just, you know, obstacles and chaos that doesn't really need to be there. So instead of trying to push forward and dig your heels in more and (laughs) breaking your back to carry this thing forward when spirit is clearly saying it's time to just take a moment to slow down and check in with yourself, you're going to create more chaos, okay? Um, And if there is confusion, which clearly there is because that's where this force comes in, this unnecessary level of force comes in, then we need to have a real conversation with ourselves, okay? And, and, and say, like, listen, I don't know what's going on. Admit that that's fine. Connect with your guides, connect with spirit and say, I don't know what's going on. So I'm, la- I'm looking for some clarity. Give me some clarity, okay? And wait for that answer. And when you receive it, then you'll know what to do. But with this aspect, it can be very hard for us to understand, um, you know, where we're going. Things are looking very you know, confusing to us, very foreign to us. And it can feel like we're almost blind, you know, walking through the veil, I would through the veil, I would say blindly. And that can be, you know, very interesting, but also very terrifying too. So um, this is all taking place, of course, during the eclipse season. Um, But as I said before, the retrograde will end on Um, January 12th. So, you know, for the rest of this year, we're going to see more of this kind of intensify through various aspects and and transits. Um, But this is, um, yeah, this aspect is very interesting. So if you have been seeing themes of boundaries in with how you communicate with other people or with how people communicate with you and what you accept and what you tolerate, then, you know, maybe it's time for you to have those conversations um, and maybe it's time to create some new boundaries because with Mars retrograde, a lot of us are going to be feeling very, very, very sleepy, very, very, very tired, um, very low energy, um, especially those who have Gemini, Pisces, Virgo, and Sagittarius placements, okay? So take your time. Um, Don't be afraid to say no. This aspect definitely teaches us how to say no to things and not feel bad for saying no because we are in tune with our boundaries and with our capacity and with how much, you know, of our cup we want to, you know, graciously give. 
because at some point there is a limit to that, okay? And that's what this is also going to teach us. And if those who cannot respect that, um, you know, choose to project that disrespect for that boundary, then so be it. We know what to do. Mercury and Scorpio is is here, right? So we know what to do. Um, but there's a lot of this interesting idea of boundaries being tested with this aspect that I'm seeing first and foremost when I look at this chart. Um, but another really great aspect we do have, though, with Mars is the fact that Mars is connecting with Saturn in Aquarius, who officially is direct at this point. So this is a really, really, really great aspect because Saturn, we know, is about, you know, correcting things and ensuring that things are put in place and, and building things that last and, you know, reviewing the plan to make sure it makes sense, to make sure it is realistic, okay? Yes, we want to take chances and yes, we want to surrender, but that doesn't mean you have to, you know, jump out of the airplane without a freaking parachute, like you gonna pack your parachute, right? Obviously. So this is what this is what this aspect is about. Still being realistic in what we're doing. Okay, be realistic about what you're doing. Review your steps, making sure that you are taking your time with each step. Okay, because you are um, potentially, you know, carrying a lot of expectations, um, either from community. Or from elders, those that you connect with in your community, or even from yourself, okay, Saturn and Aquarius can highlight a lot of this, you know, expectations from others and of other people that we might be having, and how we need to review those things. So with this aspect, I see that there is going to be some clarity being given on obviously how we're moving forward, and knowing that we can do so um, with the best intention, and by taking the right steps, because we took our time reviewing things, okay, conversing with spirit, receiving and confirming things with spirit with our with our higher self, and then moving forward accordingly. Okay, um, this is also telling us that we can trust our elders if we know that they are aligned to us. Okay, you can we can learn a lot from our elders with this with this transit here of Mars retrograde because of this really great trine to Saturn and Pisces that's taking place during this time. Um, so take the time to be a student. Take the time to observe and to learn new things, okay? Saturn very much is also very studious, but more so is like the professor <laughs> as well. Um, so, Mar so Saturn in Aquarius is kind of teaching Mars and Gemini kind of how to move forward with all this great creativity in a productive and you know, strategic way that is aligned and, and will work. Okay. Saturn in Aquarius is still very futuristic. We've seen a lot of technology advance under Saturn Aquarius. And we will talk about what we're going to see with Saturn enter, entering Pisces, which is about, which will take place next year very soon. Um, but there's been a lot of, you know, timeline jumping with Saturn in Aquarius as we, we knew was going to happen. So Saturn Aquarius is not here to like beat us up and, and make us feel bad about ourselves and, you know, have this negative rain cloud over your head that people paint Saturn to be. It's actually about, you know, I believe in you. Okay. And I know that this can work. So let's make it work to the best of its ability. It doesn't have to be rushed. It's going to be great regardless because it comes from us and it was birthed with genuine, you know, love and passion. Okay. But let's just do it properly. That's it. 
that's the whole point of this entire um, retrograde. Now, although uh, Mars is in an air sign and Mercury is now officially in a water sign, these two planets are also still working in harmony together um, at this moment when Mars stationed retrograde. So Mercury and Scorpio is providing us with that focused, sharp eye to ensure we don't miss our target and to ensure that we are speaking our intentions with absolute clarity, with absolute, you know, honesty, okay, with ourself and with the universe when we are conversing things and receiving those messages and receiving those blessings completely clear and with our hands and arms wide open so that we can receive them. Okay, so very be very mindful of what you are speaking <laughs> during Mars retrograde because Mercury is in Scorpio as it's taking place. And while when it ends, Mercury will no longer be in that sign, the things that are spoken at this point can create a vibration of, you know, either slowness or quickness and swiftness uh, during this retrograde. Okay, Mercury in Scorpio is very much so... Uh, words are permanent and are very fixed, okay? Again, Scorpio is a fixed sign. Um, so what we are speaking into existence, you know, whether intentionally or not, can still have consequences, okay? So just, you know, I would say the best thing I, I would recommend with this um, retrograde is just taking time for yourself, taking time with your inner child, to allow them to be part of the process of creativity and resurrection and, and, and rebuilding of your foundation or whatever it may be okay going on in your life and you know just um don't take things so seriously as well you know learn to kind of relax some more um even in the face of you know minor losses or destruction that may be taking place during the season of Scorpio, or whatever it may be, okay? We are here now, and there is so much to be grateful for in that sense, um, and there is so much more that is going to take place while we are here, and so we should do our best to really reshift our focus into the things that are working for us versus the things that are going against us, because this is how we dig our heels even more, and we create more of that slowness Okay, more of that Mars square to Neptune slowness going on. Okay, and Jupiter in Pisces squaring off to Mars is just is just going to maximize and expand that even more so. So it's really important that we try our best to be very mindful with our words because our words will create the heaviness and the weight of, you know, our movement. Okay, that's that's really what I see here. Um, so, you know, again, those of you who are ruled by, um, Gemini, okay, if you have Gemini placements, Sagittarius placements, Pisces placements, Virgo placements, um, Aries placements, and I would say even Scorpio placements, you know, this is going to be a retrograde that can really help you with just, um, you know, learning how to slow down, create some boundaries, again and you know catch up on some rest and understand that if things are slowing down with your plans that's not necessarily a bad thing okay no you are not being punished there is something greater that is brewing but there just needs to be a couple of you know reviews of the blueprint so that it can be done and built properly 
Could you imagine building a massive, beautiful castle, but the plumbing system is all screwed up, and so you flood the whole damn thing? Like, how embarrassing would that be? Right? So, so we are taking our time, okay? Um, and if you are feeling sleepy during this, I would say, weekend of Halloween spooky scene that's going on, that's totally fine. Again, uh, MERS just, is just now stationing retrograde. So we are definitely going to be feeling um, potentially very, you know, just I want to stay home and be a homebody and just watch spooky movies and eat candy and popcorn and whatever it may be that you're doing. Okay. Um, so yeah, just, you know, take our take your time, um, everyone, and know that there is a lot to learn during this retrograde. And again, it takes place and uh, starting now today, October 30th, and Mars will officially station direct in Gemini on January 12th, okay, while we are um, just slowly gearing up to um, Aquarius season at that point. We'll just be in the last few days of, um, of Capricorn season. So that is going to be very, very interesting that time of year. But again, that's for a later conversation. Um, but yeah, Mars retrograde, I know that there's a lot of like, oh my gosh, Gemini, craziness, oh my gosh, chaos, but honestly, you guys, I feel like there's going to be actually a slowness to the chaos, like it's actually going to calm down. I know we still have to get through the lunar eclipse in Taurus, but I feel like based on how the solar eclipse in Scorpio is going, personally, I feel like it's not going to be, you know, anything destructive. <laughs> I'm really believing in the venetian energy of taurus and that things that are shifting on that day and afterwards are absolutely for the best and for the most comfortable luxurious abundant version of ourself possible to exist in um and actually on those words period okay <laughs> so i definitely feel like you know this retrograde again season and this um eclipse season are heavily connected um, but there's a lot of change and redirection for the best, okay? Lots of redirection for the best. There is always a different side to every story, to every creativity thing that's done, um, and everything else in between, okay? Um, so yeah, that's basically all I have to say for Mars Retrograde. I think that there's going to be a lot of different things that take place at this time. Um, for example, digital detoxing being a focus, okay? understanding that we do control the algorithms that we see on these social media apps, okay, which I think about when I think about Gemini because communication. Um, and so doing a digital detox, clearing our timelines, and reviewing if they reflect the direction that we ourselves are heading in, okay? We are shifting. We are shedding skin in Scorpio season. So let's review the timelines that we are moving through or reviewing and receiving inspiration from, which is what they should be filled with is inspiration and, and, and love and abundance, okay? And everything else should be, you know, honestly removed um, so that we can know, we know that what we are reviewing and seeing and digesting is a reflection of the direction that we are heading into, Okay, and that digital detox is also a very big for I would say Mercury and Scorpio, um, you know, energy as well. Um, so you know, of course they are tied because they both are Martian energy. But anyways, so that's one of the things I'm seeing. Another thing that I'm seeing as a theme, honestly, 
is um, I would say a lot of just the collective kind of shifting their practices. I think that a lot of mystics are going through transformations with their practice and some of it can feel like loss um, because it's almost like, oh my gosh, but who am I without this thing? And the truth is you are still you. And if your practices, you know, of the craft, of, of whatever you, you know, your, your lifestyle, whatever it might be, is shifting, um, that's okay. You know, try it on if you want for a little bit and see how it feels, because honestly, it could be the best change for you. Um, and so if you are shifting your practice or you are learning a new practice, because that's what I also am seeing with this uh, retrograde is a lot of, cl- of the collective um, you know, gaining new knowledge and wisdom in their practices. Um, I think that this is going to be really helpful, of course, and I think it's going to be very beautiful. And I think that everyone should just, you know, mind the business really and truly. And if you are tapping to new practice, um, just remember your boundaries with the practice, okay? And, you know, go to the elders to learn those things, um, whatever it may be, so that you are not just out here playing in the in the realm acting all willy-nilly that is not a good idea okay so just make sure you're protected watch your head you know cover yourself when you feel necessary um take lots of epsom salt baths that'll help you know really recharge you and rejuvenate you on those days when you are feeling tired um for some people i do see caffeine uh, caffeine being a release so maybe doing a caffeine detox and returning to drinking herbal teas getting some new herbs replenishing your your apothecary okay for some of you you could be making um fire cider or elderberry syrup okay making some tinctures and whatnot for the winter months preparing for the winter solstice Um, Because a lot of those things take time to soak, right? So starting those now would be really, really great. Blessing them on the altar while the veil, as we know, is always thin, unless you're new here. Um, (laughs) So, you know, a lot of us are going to be kind of returning to our practices while we are maybe learning new things. Um, And that's going to be, I think, a really, really great healing um, thing for everyone in the collective. Um, So I'm really excited for all of us, honestly and truly. But those are some of the things that I'm seeing. And yeah, when Mars stations direct you guys, again, January 12th, that's literally less than two months away from when Saturn will enter Pisces. And things are going to be very, 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 very different then. By the end of March, things are going to be so different, you guys. It's it's crazy. Um, so Mars retrograde is like almost like the preparation of all the changes that are going to take place um, of next year, honestly and truly. And we are going to need our practices for those things, okay? We will. As you guys can see, since a couple of years ago, things have been shifting a lot and it's a lot to take in, I know. Um, but we do have community. And so as we lean into practices, we are also leaning into community. And that is an important thing for us to remember, okay? Um, so yeah, let's move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the keeping up with the cosmos details i've noticed a few things been going on with some of the cosmo faves and by cosmos i mean yes of course the celestial bodies but also a little bit of some a little bit of you know guilty pleasure celebrity gossip so one of the things we have here is that rihanna 
has officially released new music as of October 28th, which is the same day that Jupiter re-entered Pisces, okay, which is her sun sign. And so this was not surprising at all, <laughs> honestly, considering the day that it took place. Um, but I would say I was surprised that she did release music. I did not expect that to happen this year. So shout out to Rihanna. Um, shout out to Pisces placements. Um, and also, she also announced her Savage, uh, Savage X Fenty fashion show, which will be taking place on November 9th, which is literally one day after the lunar eclipse in Taurus. Taurus is all things luxurious, all things, I would say, voluptuous and, you know, sexy and like, you know, kitten and just all things that are, you know, Lilith and divine feminine and Venetian energy, seduction, okay, creation and all these different things. Of course, fashion is, is included in that, okay? So I feel like Rihanna's uh, astrologer deserves a raise <laughs> and, uh, Yes, this is this is all really, really great stuff. Now, with that being said, though, I am predicting potentially that there may be a caption or a speech or something, I don't know, that is dedicated, dedicating this fashion show to her Taurus baby that she recently had this year. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I love that these things about Rihanna have been released in timelines of the cosmos. I think that's always very interesting to point out. And it just proves to us that the stars, one, are just like us. And two, astrology is very much in place, whether you are following it or using it or not. It does not matter. It is going to show up everywhere. Okay, that's the whole point of this entire segment. Literally, it's just that. And I like to use public figures that people know um, to do that because it's just easier for us to learn astrology that way. And that is the truth. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out was that Megan the Stallion um, released some new graphic t-shirts that include, uh, you know, words on them, of course, that say things like, bad bitches have bad days too. And I think she also has another one that says, like, something to do with anxiety. And so this is very interesting because she released these shirts the same day the solar eclipse in Scorpio was taking place, which I think is very on brand, considering the south node is where Scorpio is right now. Um... And so she's also a fixed sign. She's an Aquarius. So the fixed signs who have the Aquarius, um, you know, Leo places especially, are potentially feeling the, you know, these intense squares of the, no the, the, the nodes of fate, okay, that are on the Taurus-Scorpio axis creating squares to their natal placements that they have. So I know that, you know, her being a fixed sign, I'm sure that she is feeling all of that. Um, but she's been doing her best, so shout out to her. Um, but yeah, so that was very, very, very on brand. Um, and I guess as a reminder to everyone, like, yeah, bad witches do have bad days too. And it's okay if you're going through those moments, okay? Allow yourself to kind of go through them, okay? Replenish yourself, take care of yourself, take a step back when necessary, and allow yourself to come back when you feel good, when you feel recharged, and don't rush that process. Scorpio season is a reminder of, of the fact that when death takes place, it doesn't take place quickly, okay? Death can be traumatic 
I believe, just as birth can also be traumatic on the one that is being birthed and the one doing the birthing, okay? Um, and when a body, when, when death takes place, there's a decaying process, right? There's a decaying process. There is a withering away process before we are left with ashes. And so we have to give ourselves time to complete the undoing and the unlearning and the healing um, with grace. And sometimes that includes moments of, yes, bad days and heaviness. Um, but that doesn't mean we're, we are defeated. It just means that we are taking a moment and uh, we will be back when we're back. And that's it. Okay? Okay. And this brings us to our next segment of gospel where we are going to talk about the community coven submissions um, about all things self-care magic and spirit okay so as mentioned for our gospel um, segment for this episode or at least part of it I wanted to do the community coven submissions and talk about and read out loud what those submissions were I asked the community last month for some tips that they'd like to share with listeners of the show um, as I want to use this platform to elevate voices in the community. And while I don't interview people on here nor have guest appearances, okay, um, I do want to remind listeners that your voice does matter to us and to me. And, you know, I absolutely love hearing from you guys. So I want to say thank you to everyone who did submit a tip um, that they want to share that relates to spirituality, the craft, and magic itself. I appreciate all of you. And as promised, I will be putting your names in a draw to gift one of you a 30-minute Astro Tarot reading. And I will be DMing you personally to congratulate you and give you a code that can be used to book that reading at your own you know, time, whenever you want. There will be an expiry on that. Okay, so yeah, and if you want to submit, submit, if you want to submit something to the community coven to be, you know, spoken aloud on the show, because there will be other episodes, including these submissions, um, which I will probably do another draw as well on those as um, at that time, then you should tune in and follow us on Instagram because we will announce when that takes place, you know, via story, a post, whatever it may be. Okay, so the first one I received was from um, someone who said the following. Um, when seeking advice or opinions, check with yourself first if you're looking for agreement. And this is really interesting because I, did, I couldn't tell why I was told by spirit to hold off from, you know, recording this episode. And as I'm reading this, this person's submission, um, it is 1222 on the clock. So spirit's like, listen the F up right now. Okay, listen, when seeking advice or opinions, check with yourself first, if you're looking for agreement, this is huge as a message for the collective and is a huge theme, I think, that aligns with Mercury and Scorpio, uh, the trends that's taking place right now. 
That is huge. This is talking about discernment, okay? This is talking about trusting your intuition. This is talking about, you know, not just taking in and being and, and reflecting whatever people just say about you, right? Um, this person actually submitted a few things, which I am so, so happy that they did. So thank you so much. Um, if yes, check with your intuition because listen, society and your mind will have you doubting what is yourself ask yourself questions like what do I want to hear and why and how does an affirmation of what I know bring me closer to what I want journal ground yourself and connect because we have the power for real and this is true this is big mercury and scorpio energy this is big mercury and scorpio energy and um, this is actually coming from someone who is actually also Pisces rising. I just want to say um, I'm going to keep everyone, you know, anonymous in this. Um, and if I know your chart, I'm going <laughs> to say what your rising sign is just to give some perspective to the collective who's listening right now. Um, so this came from a Pisces rising, okay, during the trans of Mercury and Scorpio, during this episode of the Community Coven submissions, okay, and yes, this is huge, okay, yes, society and sometimes community will have us doubting ourselves, okay, and even our minds, Mercury and Scorpio is where our minds can think the absolute worst outcome and then manifest that because that's what we expected, the worst, Right. And now we are transforming that, as we said before. So this is really, really, really huge. And I love this because it really talks about the boundaries that we have to create so that we can protect the worlds we have built. We can protect our visions. Right. Only we know the vision. Spirit gave us the vision. So even when going outside of ourselves for a response, we are the ones with the sight. Don't ever forget that. Okay, um, someone else, I don't think I read this person before, but their submission was, um, if you have to force things, it is not meant to be, listen to your intuition. And yes, this is absolutely huge. We must make sure that we are listening to our intuition and not forcing things, okay? Mercury in Scorpio, Venus in Scorpio, the sun in Scorpio, listen, the things that were fake, okay, and just cheap ass knockoff crap that looked like diamonds that were made and cuffed from the rough of, of, of rocks, okay, and everything, those things are breaking down. Those things are now smithering away and turning into sand, and now we are seeing them for what they are. And sometimes we want to convince ourselves that, that it's not the case and we try to hold on to it because we like our comfort zone even if it's really messed up. Scorpio can tolerate anything and sometimes Scorpio will tolerate anything and that's a huge, huge, huge shadow thing of Scorpio. But once Scorpio switches out of that, that crap of, okay, I'm done trying to save your ass, that's it, Scorpio, let's go. So this person submitting this and saying that if you have to force things, it's not meant to be, um, you know, Understand that rejection and redirection is simply divine protection. And when things don't work out, I'm not saying you should be always dancing around in sunflower fields and be happy about it, right? We're allowed to be disappointed. But check in with ourselves when we have that disappointment because 
Why are we having such high expectations of ourselves when we know how we've come to be in this current present time? How are we preparing ourselves for what we're calling in? Okay, if we, the energy doesn't match, it's because the work hasn't been done. So sometimes that per the other person or thing that we're trying to connect with, the energy is you know not true divine, you know abundance. No matter how glamorous it may look, and so now it's being redirected. And we're being directed, redirected to something different, and that kind of sucks. So we might try to hold on to it a little bit more. Um, but again, listen to your intuition. You knew the first time. Now here you are the second time. And now again the third time. Looking like a whole ass clown. It's time to release. It's time to move on. Okay, yes, you can do it. I promise you, you can. Um, you'll be fine. Always trust your intuition and remind yourself that this is indeed a, um, a, a lesson. Okay, a lesson on, you know, the consequences of not listening to our intuition and understanding that if you want to continue with how things are, so be it, um, but don't expect a different outcome. Okay. Um, someone else who I think I've read, but I don't remember their ascendant. Um, here's what they said. Pay attention to all the signs, messages via number sequences or song lyrics. And they also mentioned, state your affirmations when you first wake up, shower, and while you drink your H2O. Yes, this is powerful stuff here, okay? Pay attention to all the signs. Again, this is huge Mercury and Scorpio energy. Messages via number sequences or song lyrics. Song lyrics is very special because I feel like a lot of ancestors, for those of us in the collective who practice and work with our ancestors... Um, you know, a lot of time they can bring messages to us or spirit will bring messages to us that come out as, um, songs that our ancestors would listen to, music that our ancestors would listen to. And then we'll receive, you know, a message from that. And it can be very, very, very beautiful. Um, it can be very, very, very moving and be exactly what we needed to know what to do next honestly and truly. So pay attention. Yes, pay the fuck attention and understand this. What is not divine will do anything to create distractions. So when you notice a lot of distractions, refocus your attention back to what you know is right and what you know is sent from the divine, okay? Because if it's if it's confusing you, it's simply a distraction from what your blessings are that are coming in. Okay, so pay attention to all the sequences, like this person is saying. Now, the second thing they mentioned is stay your affirmations when you first wake up. This is essentially prayer, right? Speaking our affirmations when we first wake up. This is essentially a prayer to ourself, to the divine, to the universe. Um, they also mentioned when you shower and while you drink your H2O. This is absolutely beautiful because water is the element of life itself. So when we are drinking water, we are pouring back life energy into ourself, right? We are helping ourselves remain cleansed. We are helping ourselves become pure. We are helping ourselves to become fluid in various ways. And we are pouring, again, life energy source into ourselves. So when you are speaking your affirmations, 
while you are drinking your water, you are essentially digesting that energy into thyself. That's what it, that's what it means to me. And so practicing this is very, 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 very powerful. So thank you so much for um, this being, this wonderful being, for setting these as your submissions. I absolutely love this. Um, and I feel like this is a very, very, very huge for the collective um, at this time. Um, so I hope you are having a wonderful um, Scorpio season to them. And if you have any Scorpio placements, then I would not be surprised. Um, and yeah, okay, I want to go to the next one. The next submission we have is talking about um, tools for us at this time. Um, that could be really beneficial or even in the future for yourself, which are crystals. Okay, healers, expanders, teachers, protectors, powering technology, the list goes on. And so they're really talking about tools. What are our tools? Crystals are tools. Yes, they are very powerful. They can be very grounding when worked with, you know, in the, I would say, in the best ways, um, in the most wonderful, most magical ways. They can be very, very, very grounding. Um, obviously, our healers are tools because they are extensions of our community. And because we support one another, um, yes, their support can be seen as a tool to us too. Now, with that, I want to say, you know, we really need to make sure that we are respecting the healers and the expanders and the teachers and the protectors, as they've mentioned um, in this list of items um, and, 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 and mentioning to us, you know, that these are things that we can lean on because they are tools. Powering technology. What do we consider powering technology? Do we consider our voice a powering technology? Do we consider our altar a powering technology? Because I do. Do we consider our community a powering technology? Or is, our, or is the first thing in our mind when we think of those words is, you know, these cell phones, <laughs> social media, right? Where all the stuff is just a big foggy mess half the time. Is that really empowering? I don't know. I'm not really sure about that. Um, so remember to lean on your tools. I feel like that's the biggest thing here with the submission. Um, so thank you to this being for submitting this. We definitely appreciate it. I really want to get back into my crystals. Honestly, you guys, I've been missing them. Um, but I'm kind of over, you know, investing in like tiny little pebble crystals or, you know, crystals the size of like my palm. I really want to go bigger. So I feel like when I see the right one, I will invest in it when it is aligned. I would love to be in that place very soon. Um, but I am definitely missing my crystals personally. And I am definitely going to be, um, you know, tapping back into that magic very soon. So for those of you who are, um, you know, looking to tap into some new tools for yourself or learn some new things about yourself, I would say definitely reflect on what your tools are, who are the teachers and expanders in your life, the healers in your life, the protectors in your life, you know, and all those things and what you learn from them, okay? Now, the last submission that we received is about um, helping with insomnia, which actually, this is really perfect because earlier... We were talking about, um, you know, Neptune squaring off to Mars um, and how this can create a lot of exhaustion and whatnot in us. And so I love that this tip is all about insomnia. 
And here's what they had to say. Um, They said that every night when they are ready to sleep, they ask the angels to keep their bodies safe and their spirits guides to keep um, their soul safe while it leaves their body to do their spiritual work in the other realms. They mentioned that they have a placement of Chiron in the 12th house, which has given them various types of, you know, experiences. And so they they are speaking from experience, essentially, of how they've been able to guide themselves and protect themselves, you know, um, you know, when they are, you know, doing their work, essentially. And again, Mars retrograde, I feel like Mars definitely has to do with astral travel, too. And I feel like this is definitely highlighted more when Mars is in a water sign. But still, Gemini is heavily connected to the other realm, I would say. So with with this tip, you know, I feel like, yes, we want to make sure that we are putting ourselves in the best environment, which is why I, I, earlier I was mentioning we want our space, our home, our bedrooms to be an oasis, okay? Um, so with that being said, please make sure that you are doing all you can to protect yourself. Um, make sure that you are cleansing your bedroom. Don't forget to cleanse your whole house, honestly and truly, but especially your bedroom because that is where your body is sleeping and resting. That is where you're most likely to be when you are traveling. If that is something that, that does take place for you, okay? And you want to make sure that you are protecting yourself. Um, there are various things you can do and create to help enhance that energy in your bedroom. Um, so you can also t- look into those things as well. Um, but yeah, th- that is all for the submissions for the community cabin. Thank you guys so much for your submissions. And I am looking forward to doing more than one episode that is about the community cabin and, you know, the tips that they have for the rest of us who are listening. So thank you guys so, so, so much. We are going to keep it moving. So with it being Halloween, the best holiday of all, I wanted to talk about all things, you know, spooky on this episode for our other part of the gospel segment, the second part to it, essentially. Um, So as many of you may know, the second adaptation of Hocus Pocus or Hocus Pocus 2 uh, came out earlier this year on Disney Plus and I would say the collective's inner child rejoiced and jumped for joy Um, and so of course me myself and my loved ones we tuned in and watched the movie and I couldn't help but notice the lessons being taught throughout the movie, which are great reminders for everyone, but especially those who practice the craft in their own way. So one of the lessons that I kind of noticed being shared during this movie was that powers are meant to be shared. They kept kind of highlighting how um, the powers and their magic was meant to be shared amongst all of them and not just for one being to kind of um, you know, take over completely and, and leave everybody else kind of vulnerable who was involved in the situation, aka the coven, <laughs> essentially in this movie. And um, I kind of thought about that and I thought to myself, what is power? A lot of people would say money is power. A lot of people would say entitlement and privilege is power, being in a place of power, right? So authority is power, Right. And so obviously this is all applied in the material world I'm talking about on the earthly plane, 
but we can still also see this reflect as well in the other planes too. And so when I think about power is meant to be shared, I think about abundance as well. The things that give us power um, are also meant to be shared. Okay, so if for you, power looks like mantras and speaking positive things to thyself, then those things are also meant to be shared. Share the power of the words that you have for yourself with other beings. Okay, speak power into them when you speak to them, you know? Um, if your power is abundance and you have a bountiful garden and you always have way too much produce or way too much of one particular thing, share that abundance, which is power, with your neighbor or with a loved uh, with another loved one and share that abundance. So when I think about this lesson, I think about how we could all, you know, maybe come together a little bit more, um, you know, during these times, whatever that might be, you know, even if it's just compassion, which is very powerful, okay, and very hard sometimes to have, um, we would probably be at a better place, <laughs> you know? So I'm not saying you have to do a whole lot of heavy lifting, or, you know, leave yourself empty with nothing. But what I am saying is that there is empowerment in giving and sharing um, and being in unification with other like-minded beings and with spirit. Okay, so make sure that you are sharing the power. I also feel like this also can be thought of as giving back to our spirit guides, okay, and offerings. And this is very much so I would say aligned with the season of Samhain, Halloween, All Saints Day, the Day of the Dead, all of those things that are taking place right now, um, you know, or this season, I should say, okay, spooky season, ancestor season, um, you know, really giving back that power back to them. In their eyes, I would say life is power. And we can give the gift of life by leaving um, fresh flowers and fruits and vegetables and, and, and foods that were made that day you know, sharing a plate with them with those things and leave those on the altars as offerings. Light is power and giving that power back to them by lighting candles for them, okay? And and again, speaking words is power, so giving them back the prayers as gratitude. Um, another thing that was kind of shared to me as a lesson was that mystics are powerful on their own, um, but especially when they are grounded with discipline and focus that is where the true magic you know takes off and is just you know <laughs> very powerful um and amazing but when mystics connect and get together miracles are created and dreams come to fruition even with more abundance okay so Again, there's this theme of community and, and, and really, you know, leaning on your coven um, and, and trusting th thy, themselves um, with you and you with them and knowing that, you know, you have each other's backs and, um, you know, you can connect with them. You can be in prayer with them. You can leave offerings with them and it's not going to be like a weird thing that you have to explain or whatever it may be. Okay, they are your community. And so for those of you who may be practicing certain, um, you know, traditional practices where there is community that's heavily, you know, highlighted, you know, remember to connect with those beings too. 
um, and keep the connection strong with those that you have in those communities because those are very strong, very powerful communities. Um, we can do a lot of powerful magic as well when we are casting our spells together. We know this from every single great witch movie ever and just the reality of witches, okay, witches and covens. Um, the solo witch, yes, is powerful, of course, but a coven is very, very, very special. And, um, you know, this is a great time to, you know, partake in that. And this is t- difficult to do when there is distance, but it can still be done even with distance. So don't let that stop you. Um, and the last thing that was kind of highlighted in this movie that I saw as a, as a message was that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Okay, knowing your limits, recognizing when you've gone too far and your greed consumes you because it is in these moments where the things that we value most slip through our fingers and disappear. I'm not going to say what happens in the movie for those of you who may not have seen it yet, but if you are listening to this and you've seen the movie, then you then you should know where I am applying this. Um, it definitely has to do with the ending of the movie. Um, and so... Um, you know, we just need to make sure that we are, again, knowing our limits, knowing our boundaries. Don't let the inflamed ego who is immature and is not applying the wisdom that it knows to take over. Because it's very easy for that to happen. Um, but it also can get very messy when that happens. And we are not trying to create mess. We are trying to create peace. We are trying to create a garden of abundance and serenity. And we don't want none of that trash in here. Okay, so recognize when you are going too far and do not let your greed consume you. When things are getting good, believe that they will continue to remain good. But instead of focusing on on things being good in the future and worrying about that, maintain the good that is here now, because that is how you're going to sustain the good for the future. Okay, that's how you do it. Okay, and by doing that and remaining focused in the present, you are not, you know, working through an inflamed ego that is focused on just more and not focused on what is happening now. And then therefore it consumes you. And then the things that you had that were right there all along leave or disappear. And then you wonder why. And then blame the universe or blame the, the, the planets. You blame a retrograde or some nonsense. When you know that ain't even true. Okay? So really ensure that you are working within your limits and know that it's okay to have limits. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you smart. Okay? It makes you wise. Okay? It makes you divine as well because even divine spirits have limits and you can test them, but you're going to fuck around and find out if you do. Okay? So know your limits. Um, I think homegirl in the movie who I will not say had to learn that the hard way um and so you know in the end it worked out and everything like that but you know ooh it was a sacrifice so you know just be mindful of what you're sacrificing if you're going to be out here um testing the boundaries all of the time okay working with your shadow does not mean accepting all chaos and and burning everything down why on earth would you want to do that for real like be be for real okay um so yeah that's that's all i'm really gonna say about um you know this 
Um, I thought the movie was very, very, very cute. And I thought that they did a really great job. I think that all of the witches that have returned looked amazing. And it was just really sweet and fulfilling for the inner child. And um, yeah, I hope that everyone tunes into it because it was a great movie. It was really cute. Um, and it has some really great lessons. And let's move into our ancestral antidote, which is actually going to be a little bit lengthy today. Um, the message that came in for the ancestry antidote was simply to let the inner child be free and have fun. Okay, I think the reason why I love Halloween so much is because A, I was born on the 13th of October, but B, because it's the day of the year when the collective seems more soft, more playful, and everyone is having a good time. So, you know, we all have memories of Halloween's in the past, and that could include buying the candy for, you know, your neighborhood, or I should say going with your parents or whoever to buy the candy for your neighborhood that was given out. Um, decorating the outside of your home, okay, and hearing Thriller Blast on every other radio station that day, because what else were they playing besides Thriller and Ghostbusters, you know, like there's there's the typical songs that you know you're going to hear on the radio on Halloween. And those are two songs that you know for sure you're going to hear on Halloween. Okay, now for other beings, some of us have memories of Halloweens where we had to shove our costumes over our winter coats because the night was so cold and our mothers were so worried of us getting a cold and being sick. Okay, and some of us have completely different memories of Halloween where perhaps we grew up in a very religious household and we were at church on Halloween for a candle service because engaging in the festivities was preached as devil worship and inviting the devil into your life. To some extremes, I would say, would be said. Um, so, you know, whatever your memories are of Halloween's past, I invite you to create new memories now. For the Halloween present, for the Samhain present, for this spooky season present right now that is here. Okay, um, you know, I invite you to do that because it's not just for you, but it's also for your inner child. And so whatever, regardless of the memories that you may have of Halloween past, I really think that everyone can benefit from this. Okay, give yourself the Halloween you've always dreamed of. Give yourself the spooky season you've always dreamed of. And if you're not engaging the festivities this year, that's okay. You don't have to be into it. Um, but maybe plan for what you'll do next year to celebrate spooky season, whether it's through your ancestral veneration, tending to your altars, and, you know, honoring nature and, and, and believing in, you know, releasing the things that are no longer serving you and letting go of the things that are slowly withering away and decaying as the trees are shedding their own layers of life itself, you know, letting go of those dead, that dead skin layer basically. Um, but this is really about the inner child. So giving ourselves that, that space this season to tap into the festivities and have some fun. I know that, sp uh, that Spirit Halloween, the store, has a massive sale on the 1st of November to clear out their stores before they shut down again. Plus, all of the grocery stores will have their candy on sale the same day. So honestly, everyone wins. I feel like that's a win-win situation. So... 
you know, um, allow yourself to have fun this, you know, spooky season. Allow your inner child to have some fun and at play. I know that the shadow work is very heavy for a lot of us right now. And so the festivities of this time is to kind of remember to celebrate what is life, you know, and, and, and celebrating being alive and, and being here and, and experiencing all the amazing things that we have so far during this, you know, astro year. Now, all the real witches know that Halloween is every day, okay? And our magic is not a costume, but a lifestyle we embody in everything we do. So don't feel bad for not tapping into the festivities this year. If you're not, you know that your magic is every single day of the year. Anyways, um, you know, for myself personally, I've been doing my best to tap into the festivities of Halloween, um, despite feeling like just you know absolute um you know just loss and grieving and frustration and all those things that can be felt during eclipse seasons you know just going through the motions just the tidal waves coming in um but I've been tapping in as much as I possibly can because I know that my inner child deserves it so one of the things that I did as part of antidote for myself to enjoy this season for my inner child um, I went out with one of my friends who happens to be a Gemini son, and we drove an hour out of the city to enjoy a night of Halloween fun. And you guys, this tiny ass town was so damn haunted. It was crazy. Um, haunted, I would say, in a good way, but also just, you know, just a lot that I was not expecting um, on that night. Um, but there was a lot of eeriness in the air. We drove by three cemeteries on our way to our destination. It was honestly amazing and so wonderful. Um, I loved every moment of it. I love when I can feel, you know, spirit so loudly. I really do enjoy it. It's just, it just makes, I don't know, it just makes the, the magic of the season just more special to me personally as someone who, you know, connects the spirit in that way. Um, but you know, it was great. We saw some amazing art <laughs> that was carved into pumpkins and we had some great food and our inner child was very, very happy, I would say. So mission accomplished. Um, but yeah, I've been doing what I can to tap into this season, you know, my, for myself, um, for the remainder of this ho wonderful holiday, I'll probably be at the altar a lot more and maybe dressing up a little bit for myself. I don't know what I'll torture my husband with next, but I think that I'm going to keep it pretty low key this year. I'm feeling like I really need to just tend to the altars, honestly, um, and just, you know, do some little traditions for the inner child. And that's basically it. You know, I'm really just trying to focus on gratitude and, you know, really surrender to all that has been taking place because you guys, it has been a lot. Okay. It has been a lot. So I am using this holiday as a release portal of that weight that has been carried and finally removed you know so I share this antidote to say um that sometimes the antidote is so simple and it doesn't require a complicated equation sometimes all you need is a little fun to shake off the bad stuff off of you and so if you are listening to this and you are going through some of the darkest steps that you've ever faced. Um, I just want to let you know that, one, you are not alone, okay? Many of us are right there with you. Um, and it can be sometimes so dark that we feel as though we are alone because we can't see one another. Um, but that is not the truth. 
And so I pray that you receive some release this spooky season and remind yourself that in this whole wide wicked world, the only thing you have to fear are the chances you do not take, the words you do not say when you should have spoken up, not just for you, but also for your inner child and the doubt that lingers and tells you you're not good enough. Okay, that is the things that you should fear. Okay, but the good thing about all of this is that you are a mystic, you are a, demag- a magical divine being who can cast out this darkness and reclaim your power and reclaim and reclaim your light, okay? And so while it may be dark today, the sun will rise again, the morning star and evening star will shine upon you and on all of us always, okay? You are loved. And you are whole even now, even in this time. So I hope that you find some release um, during this season, during this festivities that is going on. Um, And that's really the huge thing I wanted to say for this ancestral antidote really is about tapping into the inner child. Of course, tend to your dead as well. Light up those altars, bring in more life, more heat into your home to ground you. Okay, take care of yourselves, take care of your bodies, tend to your apothecaries as well if you have those. Okay, do some kitchen magic as well for yourself and your loved ones. And that's basically it. That's all I have to say. I love you guys so, so much. I thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Have a safe and spectacular spooky season and Halloween. And uh, yeah, hocus pocus, collect your focus with higher levels. There are higher devils, baby. Some wear costumes and some hide in plain sight. Okay, one love, Ashe, peace.